Hello, Mr. Huxtable. Hello, good fair listeners of um, Apple and Spotify and the virtual world Spotify. out Spotify. there. Spotify. Oh, is, that new, is that a new list, streaming service, Spotify? Anyway, if you're from Spotify, right, shut welcome up. too. <laughs> right, anyway, proper start now again. Hello out there. Welcome to uh, Customer Experience R&R with my good self, Richard Knight. And me, Ryan Huxtable. And him, Ryan Huxtable. Ryan, how are you today? In We are in Feb. We're in February, middle of February. So our latest episode is going out. How are you feeling about 2022? Well, do you know what, Rich? I started the year with high, high, high hopes. Yeah. That all of the horrendous client experience and customer service we saw in 2021 was going to get better. But I have to say, KLM, and Benson for beds have proven me wrong. Oh, throw throw EDF in on that one as well, if you like. Not not that <laughs> paragon of customer experience, PD, e, oh, PDF. Yeah. Or EDF. EDF. <laughs> <laughs> EDF. So so yeah, this is this is not a good start to the year in terms of uh, your experiences that have been going on so far. So what what are we going to do uh, this episode? Is just to give uh, everybody out there some idea about the little the little bits and i'm sure all these stories that ryan's going to talk to us about like a whingy old man that he is um will probably resonate with you unfortunately uh but we've got a few ideas that might better help out particularly yeah. in your businesses because you can do something about this sort of stuff or not, or not even make the same mistakes so uh, so hence the, hence the reason why we're, we're warbling in a little bit of a um a developmental way shall we say today yeah or we're just having a good moan. But anyway, the, the, <laughs> the, the yeah, well, he's never been in a good old moan. Never been moaning. No, but, but all shaking aside, there is a serious point to this. Um, we at Insight 6 have a huge fear that uh, businesses and more importantly, customers, uh, because of everything we've been to in the last two years, are have been browbeaten into accepting just awful experience to the extent where it's become rude. And uh, we're entitling this um, session right to the CEO because, um, you know, the reality of life is the man at the, or the woman at the top <clears throat> doesn't understand what their customers are feeling and delivering at the coalface. They should do, of course. Uh, then um, they've got a problem. And the businesses we're going to talk about today, not exclusively, by the way, you know, unfortunately, these businesses have bumped into both Rich and I in the last couple of months. Um but we know there are others out there doing an equally as bad a job. But Rich is also going to share a story that is that, that you know gives us hope, yes. gives us opium. That's <laughs> opium. opium uh, that drug we all love uh, to hold on to. The hope that things are going to get better. So, Absolutely. Rich, I'm go gonna, on then. Go on. I'm then. going to start with my story of woe about trying to go away on holiday. Now. It, that's a real first world problem and i won't hang on hang on hang on let i've just turned the violins on just to <laughs> yeah it's a real first world problem to have but but millions of hard-working brits uh have had to postpone holidays haven't they they've had to postpone them god knows how many times in this particular holiday that we are getting away on um next week actually half term uh is the fifth time that this holiday's been moved so we're off to france to do a bit of the old uh gliding down the pistes um and that could be on skis or after a few drinks to be frank um however um might be cider hopefully um the the point here is is that um 
we were going to go at Christmas, couldn't go. Mr. Macron stopped the Brits going to France. Um, he upset all the ski resorts because we couldn't go and spend our money. And now um, we moved everything uh, to half term and everybody was brilliant. So the hotel mm -hmm. were brilliant in France, the ski lesson people, the ESF were brilliant, the Alpi bus people were brilliant, all except the airline. Oops. Now, answers on a postcard. What airline do you think this could be, Rich? Because they've all got an amazing uh, record with customer service over the... Uh, well, it, it could be a number of them. I mean, you actually said who it was at the beginning of this session. So, I did. Uh, so if well, you were listening, you know. you'll know. <laughs> KLM. Was it KLM? It was KLM. Well done, you were listening. Okay. However, we booked our tickets through Budget Air, who are a, an agent. And Budget Air, we could not get hold of during December. They weren't answering emails. They mm -hmm. weren't answering their phone. They weren't answering any social media. Uh, their web forms weren't being replied to. And we couldn't get hold of them to move the flights. So we then rang KLM and they said, yeah, no problem, Mr. Huxtable. Ring us on the 27th of December, the day before you're supposed to go. And I was a little bit sceptical, to be honest, Rich. I was thinking, yep. OK. Uh, reason being, they told me that the money is released from the agent to them and they've been paid for the flights by that point. Three people I rang on the 27th. Computer says, no, it's an agent. <laughs> You've got to go back to the agent. I explained I couldn't speak to the agent a number of times. I couldn't ring the agent. A number of times i couldn't email the agent a number of times because when i phoned the number they gave me it went dead so imagine my predicament as the client having handed over 15 1500 pounds to our dutch friends uh they wouldn't speak to me about it um however my faith was renewed when i got back home that evening rang them for a fourth time and a lovely lady moved the flights to the 22nd of february Imagine my surprise then when last week I went in to download the tickets yes. to find out that the portal was no longer and that my booking reference didn't exist. So I got on the phone to them again as she had sent me seven of the eight tickets as well. So I had, a, I had some examples of the tickets that, uh, that we were yeah. going to use to buy from Bristol um, and uh, spoke to three people. <clears throat> All of them were equally as rude, told me it was nothing to do with them. Those tickets weren't related to any flight whatsoever. Uh, and if they turned up, if you turn up to Bristol on the 22nd, Mr. Huxtable, you won't be able to get on the plane with those tickets. Now, there's one small flaw in their argument here. £1,472 of my money. <laughs> That's the flaw in the argument. So, um, unfortunately, they won't talk to us about it. So we've had to go back to the credit card company, get a chargeback done, but um, which they're in the process of doing in a minute. But <laughs> I, like I'm sure many of our listeners, will have experienced something similar where they, there's no phone number. No one's responding to any issues. Um, you know, you are stressed about going with all the COVID we were with all yeah. the COVID restrictions and so on. Um, and it, it's it's just been it's been hell. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> KLM aren't interested. They're not it's interested. It's a really inter really interesting one, isn't it? You know, in terms of the, that journey that you've got to go on. Clearly, nobody's mapped that, have they? Yeah, they've got one 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 agency thinking one thing. One agency thinking another, the flight, you know, they, there is no joined up thinking around that about actually sitting down and going, OK, what happens if a customer gets bounced here or there or, or, or anything else? Which is one of the key things, eh? because we've all got to actually stop, sit back and think about the mapping. The amazing thing that I find absolutely incredible, but, but unfortunately I concur, is when numbers, you're given a number to phone 
and you've dialed that number and it says this number is no longer functioning or it just is a, a dead tone on the, on the phone. Absolutely unacceptable in every way, shape or form. Yeah. And the, the comment I forgot, I forgot to share was when I phoned the third operator um, to sort this out, he gave me the same number again. And I, I said to him, this number doesn't work for this agent. He said, well, you'll just have to Google it then, won't you? <laughs> It, it, wasn't, oh. it hasn't been a great experience and at the moment we are down 1500 pounds and 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 and, and um, the credit card is working hard to get it back the challenge of course is that the flight went yeah. we could go on it um yeah. but and no matter how many times we tried to move it change it we weren't able to do that yeah so the cynical side of me says there was no way they wanted to talk to us because they just no, wanted they got the money yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's, it's more and more and more the case, isn't it? More and more the yeah. case. I think, you know, my, my similar experience around um, with uh, EDF in terms of um, getting, trying to get some money back that we had in credit from our old supplier. So we unfortunately had the problem of uh, utility point going bust. We were, you know, part of that setup. So we had to be shifted. It's a long story. The basics of it are five months ago, they said, no worries, you don't have to do anything. Your credit will be coming to you. And it's near £700 worth of credit will be coming to you. Not a problem. I thought that's fine. No problems. I got to Christmas. I thought, well, you know, that's three months in. What's going on? I gave him a ring. That's oh, OK, so don't worry. It's all happening. It's going to take a long time. I've got a lot of customers. And actually, I just thought, yeah, do you know what? I, I get that. That's fine. And I had had some emails from EDF, from Utility Point, telling me that the process was still going on. Please bear with us. There are a lot of people. Absolutely. Phone back again. The day before yesterday. And unfortunately, it was the old um, computer says no. So what's your, what's your address? No, we've not got an account for you. Right, okay, but I was utility point, blah, 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 blah. Explain, explain, explain. No, we can't do anything about it. Can I speak to your supervisor? Well, they'll tell you the same thing. Can I speak to your supervisor? Eventually got through to the supervisor who then went, yeah, no, we can't do anything about that. Uh, here's, here's utility points, phone number, give them a ring. Okay, no worries. I actually said, took name, that's one tip, take a name. Whenever you're speaking to customer services, take names please, because then you can get back to that right person and explain it 500 times. So I phoned that number, disconnected, doesn't work. So I went back, spoke again, et cetera, et cetera, started to lose the will to live, but no worries. EDF were gonna phone me back within 24 hours. That was about 36 hours ago. So that, that really does my nut in. Do not promise me something, you know you are not going to um, be able to fulfill. I absolutely does my Sweden. You know, I'd rather you manage my expectations uh, rather than just go, yep, yeah, oh, that's that's our process, 24 hours within 24 hours. We'll get back to you. Did the ec? No, they didn't. Still waiting for this call um, that they're going to tell me what's going on. So, yeah, <clears throat> on the old buzzer, on two of those. I'd like, I'd like to say I've now got a story of, of, of complete joy. A joy, but I, I'm going to leave that to you to to finish the, the podcast off to give our viewers and listeners the <laughs> absolute um the absolute uh hope that there are businesses out there that yes. do. but you know the bit i find staggering about what you've just said 
is millions and millions of people will be in your situation at the moment, right? Millions of people have lost their energy supply because of all of the issues with the gas market. And rather than a business stepping up and going, do you know what? We're going to really set out our stall here and be helpful. They don't really want the clients because they're, and, no. and, I, and to an extent I get it because, you know, yeah. the reality is they're selling gas at a loss, but they weren't saying that when they were making millions and millions <laughs> of pounds, were they, when they weren't making gas at a loss. Uh, gas mm. at a loss. So yeah. I have very, very, very limited um, sympathy for these gas companies. <laughs> um, I have sympathy for the small gas companies who've been trying to drive prices down, and you know I, I get that. But the, you know, look, the same thing exists in some of our, our national retailers. I blogged last week on LinkedIn about Benson's for beds. Um, we bought a bed from them in early January. Um, the guy was brilliant. The service was superb in, in the showroom. Um, and I went in and I'm, I'm not going to name the store because the manager is a complete, I can't say what I want to say, not very helpful person. Um, but his staff member was excellent. He sold us the bed. And the reality of life was that we were having some work done in the house. We wanted the bed delivered um, on the 16th of February. Um, and the reality of that was this. Yes, you can have the bed at the end of January. We don't want the bed at the end of January. No worries, Mr. Huxtable. When would you like the bed delivered? The 16th of February would be fantastic. Yeah, the beds in stock. You can have it on the 16th of February. Imagine my surprise. Imagine my surprise three days before on the, uh, sorry, four days before uh, when they told me that the bed was not in stock and that they were waiting for it to be delivered and they'd been let down. So I explained to the manager from said store, no, 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 you must have a mistake. You have my bed because you were going to deliver it at the end of January. No, we don't have your bed. There's no mistake. We can't guarantee delivery times. And his attitude, Rich, was just, I can only describe it as verging on, well, no, it wasn't verging on. He was just he rude. He was just rude. He wasn't interested in dealing with the issue. I then explained that we didn't have a bed to sleep in because in order for us to make room for the new bed that was arriving, we had to get rid of the old bed. So that was going and I'd have nothing to sleep on. And his response to that was, well, that's not my fault. You sold your old bed, is it? <laughs> He's so got a point. He's got point, a point. <laughs> he, has, he has got a point. But it kind of is his fault because actually if they said the yeah. bed's coming on the 24th, I wouldn't have sold it yeah. so early. Yeah, absolutely. So he didn't see my point of view. Um, he thought that I was being adver adversarial, I think was the word. And I said, no, I'm just expecting to get the product I've just paid you 600 pounds for. That old adage, you know, yeah, I pay for something I normally get it. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. He said, "Look, if you're not happy, my customer service team will ring you, and and literally put the phone down." <laughs> At which point, I'm not genuine, as you know, I'm not genuinely often speechless, but you know, in this particular instance, I <laughs> we, was. We know, we know. I've, I've got used to it now with KLM. <clears throat> um, yeah. And uh, I thought, okay, the customer service team are going to ring me. Great, they duly did ring me. To be fair to them. And told me exactly the same that the manager told me in the shop. Um, so by this point, I was a little bit hacked off. I probably wasn't as reasonable as I perhaps might normally be. Yes. Uh, and um, I stopped the call. And I said, look, what I'd like this call to look like is for you firstly to apologise, A, for the rudeness of your manager. I'd then like you to find a solution for me <laughs> rather than giving me all the excuses about your process, which quite yes. frankly is fine. I really don't give a flying yeah. idea about. Um, I would like my bed that I've paid for. Yeah. Um, 
and or I'd like something to sleep on in the interim. You know, call me old fashioned. Yes. I like to get to bed at night. Um, to which they said, and this is the killer line. Yeah. This is the killer line. Listeners, viewers, if you ever hear this, you know never to use a brand like this again. Your customer experience expectations, Mr. Huxtable, are far too high. <laughs> By the yes. way, those those listening, yes. this isn't a comedy channel. This is reality. Not a comedy channel. This is not. This this is true. As the nose on my face. That is what they said. I was so taken aback by that point, I was again speechless. Um, and after about a minute, I said, sorry, can you just repeat what you just said? I said, call me old fashioned, but, you know, handing over £600 and expecting the product to be delivered, I don't think is particularly a high customer expectation. <laughs> um, so I blogged about it on LinkedIn. I tagged in the managing director. Yeah. Uh, oh, he must have been back quick as you like. Must he? Just to said, not a Scooby. They're not interested. They've taken my money. I'm yep. like at some point. So at the moment, Rich, I'm about uh, two grand down on the deal with yeah, my, I was gonna uh, say. my <laughs> experience. Um, but but look, all joking aside, right? We uh, and there will be others. Look, I've heard lots of uh, other um, explanations. Yeah. Enough. I'm. We're starting a movement on this podcast. Enough. Hashtag enough is enough. Yes. We're starting a movement. Right if on, brother. With, if you're not happy with client experience, write to the boss, write to the CEO, complain, find a way to get what you need and be relentless because the reality is during lockdown, we've been ground down and we've been ground down and been ground down and we've been told it's COVID and we've told all these other excuses. Not anymore. The economy is back open. It is their poor process and procedure <laughs> that's causing these issues. So, yeah. hashtag enough is enough. I tell you what, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great point. So again, listeners out there, so you, you've been doing this moaning warbly thing. So what? what? What are we learning from this? Well, we're learning, and you've just mentioned that, procedures. Yeah, There's two things within customer experience, procedures or process and people. And clearly, in a number of these examples we've had, you know, sometimes the people bit's been okay. They've, they've said, sorry, they've, you know, we understand, like I had with my experience with EDF. They did say, we understand, but their process has fallen down big star. So if you're looking for a uh, an experience that is meeting your customer's expectations, you've got to look at process and people. There's no point in just looking one or the other. Let's not just train people up on how to smile and be nice on the telephone. If you're letting them down with a rubbish journey and process behind that journey. And likewise, if you've got this fantastic new computer system that will do everything, but you've got the most annoying and um, deflated uh, person on the end of a telephone, it doesn't matter as a customer i'm i'm not going to be engaged i'm not going to want to get you know want to interact with you or use you uh, in the future if you've got somebody who's answering the telephone saying yeah can i help you today so there's two clear clear areas there that makes a big difference um, it, it, re it really it's really depressing you know we've been wobbling now for about two years and we rich yeah and, and the same <laughs> issues come back time and time and time again but yeah. rich now fill me yes. with some glee talk to me about your your amazing experience when you were on you, you had a you had a, a first world problem didn't you when you were I did. Problem, a first world experience when you were away on holiday i did i did absolutely and it went rather smoothly actually strangely enough the flights were there uh we booked them and we went i know incredible and it flew and everything so um yeah no uh great experiences great processes and great behaviors were seen when we went on holiday to andorra uh week before last 
So we were going with some family. There's a group of 10 of us all, all together. So we didn't want anything that was too uh, over the top from a budget point of view. Something that was uh, that was nice and, and um, family orientated, where we could sit around, have a, have a nice time, get out on the slopes nice and easily. We found the uh, a gem of, of a little hotel in Andorra called Hotel Peritol. P-E-R-E-T-O-L. If anybody wants to go and have a look, please do. And actually, we booked it via another party called uh, the Total Chalets. Okay, And they've got chalets in Andorra and they've got chalets in Bulgaria, etc. Et and this is where the process started to work really well. So I went through Total Chalets and I was communicating with them. But actually, when I got to resort and we got into the hotel, Laura, who, was, uh, who, who owned the hotel and was running the hotel, absolutely superb knew exactly where we were coming from who we were what we were expecting because although it was a hotel it was actually on a chalet board basis so slightly differently you know we were expecting afternoon tea we're expecting a welcome drink and all that sort of stuff and that was there so clearly that communication worked really well the key thing there as well is that our expectations weren't too high strangely enough um, we were going along we've been skiing before we know what's what uh, we've got various things sorted but actually this was a three-star hotel. The communication was faultless. When I sent an email, I got a response. When I asked about lift tickets, when I asked about ski hire, not a problem. We can sort it out for you. We'll get that sorted. We arrived. Lift tickets waiting for us, as promised. Ski hire shop, five-minute walk up the road. Lovely people, knew we were coming, all of that sort of thing. And a three-star hotel. It was basic in its setup. The food was not five star, but the service was absolutely superb. Uh, teams of, of hotel staff who were coming in, who were working um, together really well, different nationalities, all headed up by Laura and the team, said hello to us every morning, smiled to us every time we walked past them, engaged us on a little bit of chat every time. We just made a smile. Bruno was there from uh, from South America. He was working out there as well. Bruno, lovely man. Every time we sat down to dinner, 10 of us. Hello, family. It was, ah, I mean, the, all of these memories that we started to produce. And we are still talking about it on our WhatsApp group, making the little jokes about what we what we went through, etc. And, and the fact that, you know, they were such great people. And do you know what? At the end of the week, we decided we were going to give them a tip. And we gave them a nice, sizable tip as a group. Laura said, thank you very much. Within five minutes, the whole team of staff was stood around us at our table. And Laura just said, we would just like to say thank you very much for you being such a great party in our lovely little hotel. Uh, it takes two sides of a story to make a fantastic experience. And that's the hotel staff and the customers as well. She said, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you here. And, and that was, hey, you know, I mean... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a little bit emotional. Um, so <laughs> it was fantastic. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So it doesn't matter if you are two star, three star, five star. Yeah, it's about connection and emotion and making a big difference. And you, as you can probably tell, quite enjoyed that holiday. I quite enjoyed but you, that. But what's really interesting is I've already made a note of the hotel and the company you use because, you know, we like you like to get away um, on, on, on a ski holiday. We've done it for yeah. years with family. And uh, I'm always looking for, for great tips, you know, and, and other people will be thinking, you know, I want great tips to go somewhere hot or, you know, where do I buy 
great food from all those all those really you know all that great stuff is is you're going to talk and you're going to tell hundreds of people about that experience absolutely right? i have like already. we've just told hundreds and thousands of people about our horrendous <laughs> experiences um and, and rightly or wrongly people will vote with their feet and this is yep. the bit that businesses do not get right the conversations i've been having with klm and beds for beds not only have i had five and a half thousand views on my benson for bed post and i've had people saying yeah i've had something similar or yeah i'm going to steer clear of them then um it's such short-sighted yeah you see from these businesses that they they can't get around i will never fly the klm fact i will never put the budget out again fact and yeah. i have told people that time and time and time again mm -hmm. so klm might be sat there smoking thinking well we don't need your business yeah. well we'll see won't we um because you know when you are uh when you're in the red and you're you made a loss and your parent company air france says you're not uh you're not standing up for for uh you're not delivering your part of the bargain we'll see because unfortunately these things have a a, a real opportunity to come back and bite you on the body that's all i'm going to say absolutely and as a sort of a closing point the flip side can be said two and a half thousand views of the post that i put on about hotel peritol laura and her, and her team I can imagine they're going to be booked up for a long time to come. It's a lovely, lovely place to go. So I would highly recommend that sort of thing. And I think the key thing here is that we, as you can probably tell from our emotional states, if you're listening to this, <laughs> from, from, from a, a, a bad, bad experience point of view and a good experience point of view, it is not what you do or what you say to your customers. It's how you make them feel that matters. And that is a famous quote from somebody who I can't remember who it is. But anyway, it's absolutely true. So I think a plea from us is your businesses, you can make a difference there. Map the journey. Is it a process piece? Is it a behavior piece? And how do you want your customers to feel? Critical stuff. Yeah, it's a really good point um, that that quote is all about peak end. You know, leave the customer and you know I, I was i was training some uh, architects a little bit earlier today and, and you know i work with and i know you do as well rich and um, we're gonna we're gonna hear about a great business you um you know of in bath that are really focused on the client experience on the next podcast in march so look yep. out from that when it comes but um one of the things that i think is really sad about this situation um is the amount of the british public that are in the situations that you and i have both found ourselves in from a from a bad you know from a from a bad experience perspective so remember what we're asking you to do don't accept it okay don't get ground down by it hashtag enough is enough write to the ceo be really clear that you're not going to accept this service again whether you're a b2b whether you're a b2c um, it's time now to put the pandemic behind us. It's time to get back to those good old British British values of, you know, service, politeness, yeah, absolutely. You know, delivering on uh, on what you're committed to do. So, um, so sorry, gang, if you think it's been a bit of a rantathon, it probably <laughs> has. Um, but I know you feel better. Do you feel better now? And please like, share, um, and do all the things you do on YouTube for us. We'd like Perfect. to get to hear to, for more people to hear us rant and and also talk about all the good stuff like that amazing hotel in andorra so that's it from from us this month uh, it's goodbye from me ryan huxtable and goodbye from me richard knight we'll see you again soon